I skipped the line, I paid my dime, I hung my coat, and now it's time to move to the forefront, make my round, say peace, and give a pound, have a drink, get down. I'm on the floor, besides the door, the sound is rich, and I ain't poor. I'm looking for Susie, a Wendy, a Judy, but look at her. Well, look at her. Well, look at her. Who, me? Yes, you, sweetie. I've always hard to see thee. I see a silhouette, and what I see has got me needy. I'm needing for a second of your time, but then I reckon that a second is too short. Let me try. Just slam me! But anyway, I'd like to say, I'm Dreza, the black sheep, give you play. Step out on the light, come show up yourself. <laughs> Yo, I'm sorry, I thought you were someone else. I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go. go. I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go. go. I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go. go. Just don't know, and I just don't know. Gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go. go. I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go. go. I gotta go, I gotta go, I gotta go. go. See something ain't right. Why? It's the stroke like Van Damme. Oh man, you now you and out. I cannot dig it. I cannot dig it. No, black yo, I cannot dig it. Listen, hun. I mean, uh, it's, uh, it's nice looking at you. I, I just have to go. My man is right what over there. Doing? I have to go. My huh? I'm on my way, black. I'm on you my. Have a number or something. Listen, it's uh seven six five four three two one. What area code is that? One nine hundred. Listen here, dear. Step to the rear. Find yourself a seat. Buy yourself a beer. Eat some pretzels. Go play some videos. Thank you for your time, honey, but how I gotta go. I Hi, welcome to the Black Guy Tips Podcast with your host, Rod and Karen. All right. Uh, thanks for everybody for listening to the last few episodes. We're getting even more downloads than we started off with. Woohoo! So we really appreciate all the love and yeah, all the reviews. Um, and I guess we uh, just want to get right into it. Um, I know we normally start off with a whole bunch of jokes, but I kind of got to start off a little bit on a serious note because we had uh, somebody email in uh, a couple of uh, a question. Okay. And it was about the last podcast. Remember, we talked about the tea party. Uh-huh. And I, I said that I don't really like all the criticism of Obama because it's too much. Like, sometimes you criticize so much that... It makes it an unrealistic standard, and it turns me off. Yes. Like if, uh, like if you don't like a girl at work, and you come home and you're like, "All right, I don't like her because she talks too much," or "I don't like her because she does this," like you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. I can't understand that. But if you walked in and you start calling her a communist or socialist, or <laughs> you know, like eventually, a big I'm gonna be like, yeah, I'm just like, okay. <laughs> No one can do all that shit. You know, no one is doing all that. So, um, anyway, let me uh, just go ahead and read the email that he sent in. Um, and his name is his name is Witness on uh, Twitter. And he's a pretty cool dude. I like him, you know. Alright, so, he, he's, he was like, uh, Tea Party Racist? That's question mark. You know, that's okay. the title of his email. And uh, he wanted to know what I had to say. So, he was like, uh... My only point was to label a group of people racist for the actions of a few seems like the exact same thing that racists do. There are racists in all political parties. Know if the entire party is openly racist, that's one thing, but the Tea Party is not. Just seems like all three parties are being childish and tossing slander back and forth. Okay, I'm done. And, uh, you know, I wrote back, okay, cool. That's what I thought you were getting at. My intention wasn't to label the whole party racist. That's the hard part about doing a comedy podcast. Sometimes people draw the line at what they will and won't laugh at. I thought calling them racist was a good way of emphasizing my point that as soon as someone uses a IST or ISM word, fascist, socialist, communist, I block them out. 
And that's sort of what you've done on Twitter when you talk about Obama and the healthcare plan. Throwing around all those ist just turned me off to the whole debate. In hindsight, I can see how you might have missed the comedic irony that in that segment because I did it straight, you know, without making a whole bunch of laughing and stuff, and didn't really laugh about it too much. I'll elaborate next podcast. So let me elaborate. Um, when I say something or someone is racist, I don't really mean like every single person in the Tea Party is a racist person, mm-hmm. but there are some racist motherfuckers in the Tea Party, and they're pretty vocal about their anger. Yes, they are. Like, the entire Tea Party movie, movement is based on anger. Yes. And I can get behind some of the points they have to make. No I can one, too. Yeah. yeah, no one wants bigger government in their life. No one wants to feel intruded upon. No one wants to feel like their money's being taken and all this shit. I get that. Um, but there's also a constituent of the group that's very vocal that does very mean and angry things that I feel like I don't want to be associated with. True. So I would never call myself part of Tea Party. That's true. And on top of that, the, the thing I realized about it too is that when you look at the anger, I understand you being angry, but a lot of times it's how you present something or how something comes across will dictate how it is interpreted by the general public. Yeah, I'm like, if there's one thing to say, um, there's elements of uh, socialism or something in some of Barack Obama's part policies. But then there's another thing to say that he's a socialist or to say that he doesn't believe in the free market or to say um, he's going to turn into communism because he's raising uh, certain people in certain tax brackets uh, taxes by 3%. You know, like there's there to me that's like, well now you lost me because I only a fool would believe that you're a communist because you raise some people's taxes three percent. You know, com- communism is everybody gets what the fuck everyone else gets, and we'll all be broke together. And you know, it yeah. doesn't matter if you invent the iPhone; your ass gets just as broke as the motherfucker that goes to work <laughs> at McDonald's every day. And that's you know, that's that's not what he's about. So no, he's not. You kind of lose me when you start talking like that. And just throwing out stuff just for the fact of throwing it out, regardless if it's realistic or unrealistic. And regardless if it can come to pass and not come to pass, out of your anger. I don't mind you being angry, and I do understand some of the anger. But the problem is that when the anger becomes unrealistic, that's the problem I have with it. Yeah, and, there, and here's, a, here's a couple articles about, you know, some of the health reform anger. And the thing is, it's not just necessarily Tea Party. There's a lot of angry conservatives out yeah, there. Like, the other problem with the Tea Party is they don't really have a platform. Mm-mm. No one, all of those fools don't agree on the same shit. No, they're like, not organized. They don't, I, who's your president? Who's your vice president? Who's your secretary? Who's your treasurer? I don't, I don't see none of this. I don't see y'all having chapters. Like, it's not a, it's just a bunch of angry people Yeah, right and now. their issues are different. Yes, like, they are. There's some people out there that are like, I'm here because I want to have a gun. I want, and I think the president's going to take my gun, which is... Another thing where you don't really have a, uh, you don't really have any precedent to say that Obama would take your gun, but that's your feeling and that makes you angry. And then there's another guy out there that says, hey, uh, poor people are going to take all the money from the rich people with this healthcare thing. And then there's another guy out there that says, uh, Obama's not even American, he's a Muslim and he's from Kenya. And then, there, and the thing is, since this, since this party has no real, issues they don't kick anyone out like part of having a party isn't just saying hey 
bring the crazy people, they can come too. Part of having a party is saying, get your crazy ass out. And if you want to attract my vote, and you want to get my support in your party, you have to be the party of, let's kick the extremists out. Yes. You know, let's get these fools that are extra angry and want to burn everything down and be violent. <laughs> and let's also get the fools that, you know, want to, you know, make make everybody be a certain weight and uh, make everybody drive a, a, a Prius. Let's get those fools out, too, and meet somewhere in the middle yeah. like most people. Um, anyway, let's read a couple of these articles about this shit. Uh, this is from CNN. Um, healthcare reform anger takes a nasty, violent turn. Turn. Shots fired at a congressman's campaign headquarters. Windows smashed at the Democratic offices across the country. A coffin placed in a lawmaker's lawn. Hate-filled voicemail messages left on members of Congress's phone lines. These are just some of the incidents reported since the House passed the historic health care reform legislation Sunday, a bill that became the law of the land. The issue has unleashed a deep-seated anger from those worried about the government takeover of health care and what they deem as the process being rammed through Congress. And another part of this is like, the Democrats and Republicans have been playing these games, these rhetoric games yes, for they, years. Yes, they have. And they like to you know, quell up anger on one side or the other. And there are some people who are actually listening to them and these little hidden hints and clues that they're throwing in to make, uh, to basically to, uh, to have the best rhetoric so that they can uh, win office in November. Okay. So people are just saying shit, you know, whatever it takes to win and to make themselves look bad, good. Yeah. Um, and, you know, these politicians... Are normally tuned out for the most part. People aren't really into politics as much as they should be. That's true. Most people aren't very well informed. Well, well, with all this topsy turviness, all these people not having jobs, being able to sit around. Yeah, they're looking for answers. Yeah, conservative radio. Like, there's a lot of people now who are looking to hear what the opinions are and what the latest news is. And when the opinion that you do hear is, hey man, let's go, you know, I'm so angry at this shit, I wish I could punch a motherfucker in the mouth. And I said, "Cool, let's go." Yes, there's a certain there's a certain dude out there that, that actually is looking yeah. to punch a dude in the mouth. That's right. <clears throat> All right, James Leach, with the National Endowment for the Humanities, said that while many of the acts may be protected under the First Amendment rights, that doesn't mean they're morally justified. And we have to think of ourselves: what kind of people are we? And are we one one people working together with rival thoughts, or are we enemies within? And I think there's something that has been let loose in American politics that has to be thought about. That anger was visible in unruly protests by healthcare activists at the Capitol over this weekend. Republican House members encouraged protesters outside and inside the House gallery, some of whom carried messages like, vote no or else, or if Brown won't stop it, a Browning will, a reference to a newly elected Massachusetts Senator Brown accompanied by a silhouette of a pistol. So, you cannot tell me that wow. that that's not a fucking threat. I'm sorry. You don't tell me that that's the same as the Democratic Party or the same as the Conservative Party. This type of anger is different. If we can't acknowledge that that type of civility is gone from this debate, then we can't even say we're looking at the same issue. No, and and and, and the way I feel about it is this. It's okay to be angry and it's okay to be upset. But the problem is that 
you have the extremists and once you get to the point where violence steps in you have gone beyond a civil debate you have gone beyond uh the point where we can sit down and have a conversation and once you get to that to me you it's dangerous and it's not even a black or white issue it's a, a lot of times these issues are money you know people people yeah. people are to the point now where they want to hoard their money and they're not trying to give it up so it's a money issue and it's sad, but the way it's shown on TV is that you have a bunch of angry people, and now they're getting violent. And once you step into violence, you cause other people to retaliate with violence. A lot of people are not going to sit there and just let you do this to them. Well, once once you start with a tea party, which is, they're trying to grow. Okay. The tea party is trying to become a legitimate uh, factor. Okay. But because of that, when you're trying to grow, sometimes you take people in that you really should say, get the fuck out to. Yeah. And that's kind of where they're at right now, where they want, they can't afford to tell somebody, hey man, you are a little too racist for our, for our demo. Yeah. And we're going to need to ask you to leave. They can't afford to say that because the less people showing up at the rallies and the more that the movement looks like it's stifled, all of a sudden you'll see people start going, I don't want to, um, I don't. I don't take them seriously. Okay. The news cameras won't come out. It's stuff true. like that. But um, and I'll do a couple more paragraphs and we're gonna move on. Um, but the anger is boiled over into physical and verbal threats. Windows have been smashed out at Democratic offices in at least three set three states. The federal agents are investigating whether a cut gas line at the home of Virginia Congressman's brother Damn. was related to the lawmakers' yes vote. So I mean, th- there's just you know. It's just too much, honestly. It is too much. And I'm sorry, but I didn't see this level of violence um, from anyone on the Democratic side. But here's the other issue, though. When I when I said last week that I feel like this is a moral argument, this is the civil rights argument of our time, this is, the, this is what all of this shit reminds me of. Yeah. This, this vile reaction to where you're just like, I want to hurt somebody. I can't just discuss this as a political issue. You know, this reminds me of the people who were like, let's stand outside of a school when they bust the black children in. Let's, uh, you know, let's, you know, let, let's threaten to hurt people. Let's, let's have a Klan rally the same time that they try to have the, uh, march to the, to the Capitol. You know, like, that's the type of anger that I'm feeling and it's not right. And I'm sorry, I can't agree with that and I can't be down with that. And I, I understand certain people are going to be on the other side of the fence about policy issues. And I can get down with you if you want to debate policy. That's right. But I refuse to act like this type of anger and racism isn't prevalent in the Tea Party people. Um, I have another article here that, you know, I'm not, I'm not even going to read the rest of this article. I mean, I understand people are going to say it's slanted, it's one-sided. So I'm going to stop reading that one. But I do want to throw in this. There was also a time where the Tea Party protesters uh, allegedly shouted nigger and faggot at members of Congress. So abusive and derogatory and even racist behavior directed at House Democrats by the Tea Party protesters on Saturday left several lawmakers in shock. Proceeding the president's speech to a gathering of House Democrats, thousands of protesters descended around the Capitol to protest the passage of health care reform. The gathering quickly returned to the abusive heckling as members of Congress passing through Longworth House 
office building were subjected to epithets and even mild physical abuse. A staffer for Rep Republican, I mean for Representative James Clyburn, told reporters that uh, Representative Emanuel Cleaver had been spat on by a prosecutor. Rep Representative John Lewis, a hero of the civil rights movement, was called a nigger. And Barney Frank was called a faggot as protesters shouted at him with the Liberty Lispy screams. Frank, <laughs> first of all, <laughs> they can't even help. Liberty Lispy screams. Yeah, they can't even help. But even, in, even when they're trying to deride this man, they're still being hilarious. Yes, they are. But um, that, what a ridiculous thing. Like, I'm angry, but let me do a couple minutes of comedy on this motherfucker. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not even trying to read the rest of this, but... That to me, if the fact that those kind of people are associated with your party, dude, you can't take yourself seriously in in spitting all this rhetoric about oh they're socialists, oh they're this, oh they're that, and then turn around and call them niggers and faggots and go no, but those people don't represent all of us. That's just a a few of the people in the, in our party. Get the fuck out of my party. You want my vote? You want to get my support? That shit has to stop. That's I'm gonna end it at that. You know, let's move on to some funny shit. Um, but thank you for writing in, man. And you know, I hope we, we lose a follower. <laughs> um, anyway, um, someone brought up Al Sharpton too on Twitter. Actually, might be the same argument, but he's like, "Well, Al Sharpton is racist." Yeah. Yes, he is. I yeah. agree. That's, That's why right. I fuck with Al Sharpton yeah, and Justin Jackson. I don't go one extreme or the other. Yeah. <laughs> Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson have made the mistake of making a career out of racism. Yes. You can't have race as a job. Say that again. It's not a 365 <laughs> job. Like, no, it's some things that just are people issues. Yeah, what happens when, you know, you have a three 365 job out of racism? What happens on a slow day at work? You gotta make some shit up. That's true. You know, you gotta it's you gotta you gotta get mad at Ice Cube for talking about Martin Luther King in barbershop. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> that's right. Good. You ain't got nothing else to do. So I can't get down with them either, man. I'm sorry, but bringing up Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson to me won't work because I've never defended anything Anybody. they've done that's out of right. a, unless I felt that they, what they were doing at the time was right. right. That's, that's right. it. Like, I actually got mad at Gilbert Arenas because I had to agree with Al Sharpton that niggas don't need to be bringing guns in the locker room. Say so that again. Actually, was not a fan of that. <clears throat> but, um, like, and the thing with racism is, like, I know how racism works because, uh, you know, at, at Fayetteville State, at the, which is a historically black college, I was in a class called African Americans in Business. Okay. And we had this old professor. I think it was I gay. remember that dude. Yeah, that old gay. dude that couldn't see. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he couldn't even see. Yeah. And he was he had an assistant that would basically bring him to class. It was always some young black male. <clears throat> I'm not I'm not saying anything. But um <laughs> this dude would come to class and he didn't teach us shit. We watched Ooh. we would watch racist movies, we watched yes. bamboozle. We watched, um, you know, like all the all the uh, Spike Lee movies. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, you know, just because it's a historically black college, there were some white people in our class. You know, yes. I probably had like out of class of probably twenty people, I probably, probably had five or six white people in there. Okay. So this fool would play these racist movies, talk bad about the white man in front of these white people, and then I would barely go to class. 
you know, that was my thing. I, I didn't go to class very often. Um, I would get a better grade than the white people in my class. Wow. I didn't know this until somebody asked me after we took a test. Because, you know, I figured out college. Hey, I go to class once every week, maybe twice a week. Ask a question every time I go to class. And all of a sudden, the teacher thinks I'm interested in the class and that I'm there all the time. But I never was. Um, so the teacher basically was like, you know, I would take my test and I would get an A or a B. And then this white girl next to me one day, she's like, what'd you get on the test? And I was like, uh, I got, think I got an A. She's like, but you haven't even been to class. It's like, yeah, I know, I know. She's like, how'd you get an A? I was like, I don't know. I was like, what? I was like, you here every day, right? She's like, yeah. I said, well, what did you get? She's like, I got a C. And that's when I realized. You got a C? Yeah. I realized that two things. One, he was racist, which I guess I really should have known. I mean, how many Spike Lee movies can you watch before? Well, you know. Yeah. That shit ain't exactly curriculum, if you know no, what I'm saying. No, it's not. But, um, like, I realized that he, that's how racism works. I had never been on the other side of racism before. Like, I mean, I've had racism work out in my favor before. Yeah. Like, you know, like the cops ride down the street and, um, you know, you might be out there doing something you're not supposed to do. and that, Or you're in a part of town where they're just like, what are you doing? They're about to harass you. But then, like, you randomly start breakdancing and then they'll ah! let you go. Because they'll be like, oh, it's just some niggas dancing. And they'll just keep rolling. Throw them a dollar. Yeah, maybe like carry on, but um, you know the the thing is though, racism works by a bunch of people not doing anything. So when the tea party shit happens, like somebody calls somebody a nigger, the dude that says nigger is yeah, it's fucked up. But the more fucked up thing is all the people in the tea party that's at the rally who are like, I don't agree with that, but I'm gonna make sure that when I go back and talk about this, that I make it seem like that never happened. And that's how racism happened in my class, where all the black people kind of conspired to be like, well, as long as I got my A. Yeah, I ain't really worried about you. Yeah, I'm not going to give up my A to make a point so this white girl can get an A, you know what I'm saying? And that's kind of how it happened. So, I don't know. On both sides. Yeah, yeah. All this race talk just kind of reminded me of that. Um, man, you know, speaking of uh, race, I watch a lot of black porn, and... The worst nigga in black porn has got to be Wesley Pipes. Ah! All-time classic. He, <laughs> I, I don't even like watching the scenes with him in it. And I was watching one one time, and, and this like this girl and this dude, they're going at it or whatever. And the scene's getting pretty good. And then all of a sudden, Wesley Pipes walks up into the scene. That's the worst. Like, it wasn't even his Bam! scene. Yeah. Like, that nigga just showed up late for work or something. Like, I just caught you. Oh, damn, we doing a DP? My bad. Let me hop up on this. Why tell me? But he is the worst, man. He always talk too much. and Like, you had to turn all the sound down. I just hate that nigga. I hate him, man. Why does he keep getting hired to do porn, man? I need, I, I need to ask some of the porn stars I follow on Twitter about that dude. Because they can't like working with him. They can't like. I he remember talks he was, their heads off. I know they want to turn around and say, "Shut the hell up." It's like he doing comedy and porn at the same time. He was ah. having sex with one girl, and he's like, "Yeah, girl, you fuck just like your sister," or something weird like that. Like, 
What's wrong with you, man? Anyway, uh, we watched Reggie Miller 30 for 30. Yes, that was actually really good. It was good. It was better than I thought it would be, although it does really harp on the importance or the self-importance of the Knicks. New York yeah. City thinks they are God's gift to everything. Yeah. Okay, Reggie Miller beat the Knicks. Did he win a championship? No. no. So can you get off his dick a little bit, please? Reggie Miller is good, but the only reason you're calling him good is because he kept beating the Knicks. Yeah. They didn't show his buzzer beater on the Bulls or any other games. Uh, just the Knicks. And, yeah, that's the whole yeah. series was about. Just about, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. It was only about him beating the Knicks. Okay. Get over yourselves. First of all, there's a little dude called, um I don't know, Michael Jordan that ended the Knicks run way more times than Reggie Miller. Yeah, that again. So I don't know and about this And the Knicks have shit. sucked for years. Come on now. Yeah, I, so I don't know. I lost a little bit of, uh, like, I enjoyed the documentary because it was nostalgic. Yeah. And, you know, it really made you remember some stuff. Yes, it did, boy. It went back on them old ESPN stuff. You were like, damn, y'all look old. Or look at them 18, you know, not 18, Lord have mercy, 1982 <laughs> hairstyles and the mullocks and the, wow, mm-hmm. bye bye some memories. Yeah, it made me miss one thing, though, and they didn't go into this, but... I, what happened to when playoff teams used to like all grow a beard or all wear high socks or everybody shave their head? Like you don't see that in the NBA anymore. Mm-mm. I guess with free agency and all these people moving all over the place, you just don't have time to develop that type of rapport. Like, yeah. Um, Spurs versus Celtics is on tonight, mm-hmm. and these niggas are old. Yes, they are. I, Bring out the oxygen mask and the wheelchairs, man. Yeah, Tim Duncan just makes them old too, like. They, they got a bunch of old... Even the young players play like old men. <laughs> like, it's just an old it's ass team. On them. And the Celtics so old, man. I mean, they the only people that miss games and the injury report just say old. <laughs> no, no other reason. Yeah. Just, no other logic. Yeah, did not play age. <laughs> <laughs> too, too, too many injuries to list. Yeah, they're the only team that plays, and they get PTO time for playing <laughs> games. Oh, they say arthritis, bursitis. Yeah, even their young players play old. Say except for Rondo, who's out of control. He's like the nephew of the, of the, of the all uncle team, but like the rest of them dudes, Kendrick Perkins ain't that old, but he plays like an old ass man. Yes, he does. I don't know, man. No. That's an old ass team. That's all I'm saying. Uh, we saw Armored. Armored. Oh, I saw Armored. Yeah, you saw Armored. On Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. Not a good movie. You guys can skip it. Uh, very cliche. The entire plot is told in the uh, preview that you saw. So you save about one hour and 28 and a half minutes. Wow. Because you saw a 90 second preview. And I lose an hour and a half of my life. So, um... Most of y'all probably already knew that movie was shit, but I watch movies like that so you don't have to. Say so, and we what was the one the last movies we went to go see? We didn't even review that movie. I'm bringing it up right now. Okay. I got an itinerary over here, buddy. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we never off the list last time. I'm sorry. Uh, Repo Man. Yes. With Forrest Whitaker. Yes. And uh, the dude that played uh, um, that played Watson in Sherlock Holmes. I can't remember yes. his name right Me now. Me either. <laughs> uh, Jude Law, I think is his name. But um. Uh, that movie was pretty good. I'm, I don't know if it was some type of allegory for uh, 
payday loans or something. I know, right? But the if you've seen the preview, the plot is basically about, you know, uh, a people in the future, they need loan replace, uh, they need lo- uh, like organ replacements and people give them, uh, com- this one company gives them artificial loan, loan uh, artificial organ replacements. Yeah. But of course, the payments are ridiculous. Yeah. And they basically repo the organs whenever you know you do get behind due. on the payment. And uh, then they, you know, they basically the person dies mm-hmm. after you take their organ back. So uh, I don't know. It was it's kind of a deep movie, but it's yeah. mostly an action movie. Yeah, it is. And that, the allegory doesn't carry all the way through as far as like. If they're just trying to make a political statement about like healthcare, yes, or true. if they're trying to make something about uh, maybe banks and loans, like I'm not sure yeah. what they're trying to say, yeah. but it seems like one of those Hollywood movies that tried to get deep but tried to be full of action and it really never succeeded at the getting deep part. That's true. Lots of action, though. Yeah, the action is yeah. violent and over the top, man. Yeah, like, it is. A lot of blood. If you like chopping and blood, this is the movie for you. Man, I had a, speaking of chopping in blood, I had a dream the other night, and I woke up, I guess it was really a nightmare, I dreamed that, or I, I, I dreamed that I was on the Bad Girls Club, for some reason. <laughs> you get my vote. <laughs> I was just stuck, I was just stuck in the Bad Girls Club, I wasn't, like, uh, I was just living in a house full of bitches, man. It sucked. They were being mean to me and treating <laughs> you bad. Yeah, it didn't make any sense, man. I was just Why like, what's wrong with you? I don't think they hit me, but I think like somebody else was about to get beat up and I was trying to help them out and it was just a weird dream. I just woke up thinking like, what the hell was that? I don't even watch the bad girls club. Me either. So that was weird. Um also I made up a I I I, I posted it on um this this site where I uh, kind of blog for them is called Ignorant Intelligence mm-hmm. or uh, or Intelligent Ignorance. I really can't remember. I'm sorry, guys. This is a terrible promo. <laughs> we um, don't get it together. Yeah, but um, I blogged on the site for them, and um, I made one of my random thoughts was the trend that I'm noticing is people trying to be Twitter deep. That's where you try to put something deep on Twitter that's all thoughtful, and then everybody's supposed to be like, oh man. You know, like you, you only something. got 140 characters. How damn deep can you be? Yeah, that's why I call it Twitter deep, where it's okay. like, you know, you you take something that you heard somewhere else, so you just basically copy and paste. Okay. A quote from somebody, and you just like, you know, it's like uh, the innocence of the black man has been corrupted by the white or something, and everybody's supposed to be like, yeah, man. Bravo, bravo. So I started my own trend, and people started coming up with their own Twitter deep. Sayings and now you got some good ones, labeling you? people's uh, other tweets as trying to be deep, and that was funny. So um, that was cool. I was proud of that moment. Um, <laughs> I saw a commercial today. It was Martel Williams endorsing payday loans. Oh, you know what payday loans are? I think I do. Ain't, ain't, ain't that when they go? Um, you short the money and you go and they give you cash and you pay them back. Yeah, when circumstances dictate a time necessary to ask for money from friends or relatives, but they are too cash-strapped, then it's time to consider applying for online for a money mutual loan, otherwise known as a payday loan. 
A payday loan will take the anxiety away from the borrower by being the best solution to a financial crunch. Plus, the loan will be funded almost immediately. As for a regular bank, it can take up to a month for them to go through the application alone, and then, most likely, the bank will not approve the loan, which in turn will only delay payment of that unexpected bill and will make the borrower's anxieties rise. Don't they tell you, A, is that like a 50% interest rate, and then B, if the bank deny you, your credit bad. Yeah, <laughs> and it's due, like, immediately. So, yeah, like, like next time you get paid, they want all their money back. And this article, quote unquote, has got to be the most biased piece of shit that no ah. one, no one would agree with this shit. No, it's so biased. Tell the truth, man. This is written by the dude who does the payday loan. Loans. It got to be a money mutual loan is also called in the financial world a micro loan, and the function of a micro loan is to help people who are in urgent need of cash and an easy way to receive the cash. Payday loans are short-term loans that will provide an unsecured loan that can be obtained by applying an online at any number of payday loan websites like an advertise like advertised on the Money Mutual Martel Williams commercial. And man, I just wanted to say man, I, Martel Williams and Magic Johnson, what the fuck are y'all doing? Ah! I thought y'all niggas had integrity. This is disgusting. Where's yeah. your integrity? Yeah, going and robbing people. Come on. You know now. who these loans mostly prey on? And Minorities who don't have the money to pay for their own shit. And you're not helping anyone. You're no. you're just saying, here's a hundred dollars, pay me a hundred and fifty dollars on Friday or else. And then not only that, they had to pass laws. I remember them saying yeah. they had to pass laws because they was charging too much interest, they were mm-hmm. going back and taking people's stuff, all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah, and that's just those laws are just like the bare minimum. Like, you can't charge 28%. You can only charge up to 27 You know, it's not like they really stopped trying the, to do something. Yeah, yeah, they would have went out of business if they actually passed laws that work. The only requirements are that you got to be 18 and make over $800 a month. So it's, they're, they're really, really trying to catch and everybody. And that's not no money. And I put Montel Williams in the search engine for Google. And you know how it populates it with like other popular searches? It was my Montel Williams juicer, juicer, Montel Williams, you know, step machine. Like, dude is just hustling his name out there, man. He got yeah. that disease or whatever he yeah, got. Yeah, he, he just, gave his show up. He ain't had nothing else to do. Yeah, he disgusts me, man. I lost a lot of respect for him. Um, he went from crying to payday. What's wrong? You know I hate auto tunes, right? Yeah. I, so um, the only and I don't even like. I don't like T-Pain. I don't like any of them auto-tunes people. I call them. I like, I like the songs. I wish I could talk like that. Not for a long period of time. I would just like to go on my job one day and just, just talk like that. Just see how people would look at me. Well, I call them auto-coons. <laughs> Why do they to be coons? Because it's disrespectful, man. The music sucks. And basically, they make people who can't sing sound like no, 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 they no, can no, sing, quote-unquote. That's right. Fuck that. That is terrible. Anyway, <laughs> the only auto tunes that I can support are the uh, NBA commercials. Okay. I like those. The ones that's like uh, uh, where they take the press conference quotes and they kind of compress them down and play them on, over a beat. Oh, like the one we seen last tonight? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like, yeah, it's like all those. about defense. You know, defense is our backbone. Like, I like that, but that's it. Um, somebody today, we were playing basketball with. Uh, my friends uh, Mo and Teresa, and Teresa, uh, she's talking about last week she scored on me or something like that, 
And uh, but I had to go work. She's trying to count that as like a game, but I really wasn't into it. But um, today we had a guy that was getting checked by a girl, and she was locking him up, man. She put him on the ground a couple times. Like he missed all his shots against her, and so um. I was talking to him and I was like, man, what happened out there? You had a mismatch and I expected you to do better than that. And we ended up losing because you didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. And he's like, man, I can't do that against a girl. And I was like, why not? I know it's so shit. If she put like this, if you play with the boys, you need to be treated like a boy. And men, don't let the boobs fool you. Go ahead and play it hard. Because she out there, you're treated just like a man. Yeah, she on the court. That's they, right. She they can the play. Court, that's right. And the reason that you cannot take these people lightly is that they will embarrass you. Bad too. Um, no one, no one really cares about a dude who has a couple points on a girl. But one thing that will kill you is anytime a woman scores on you, everyone's gonna go crazy and talk shit about you. Regardless, it's just a yeah. basketball. It's just a basketball thing. That's right. That's why whenever I score on a woman, I talk shit to her. <laughs> so like, if I hit on, if I hit a shot, I'm like, get your ass back in the kitchen, make me a sandwich, or uh, what extra mayo. That's why you shouldn't be allowed to vote. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you taking it back? Ain't yeah. You? <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm, you'll never be president at this rate. Ah. <laughs> so, uh, and the reason I do that I is because I know not to play basketball against you. Then that's right. I'm put, I make women feel bad. But um, <laughs> the reason you got to do this is because if they score a point on you or block your shot or steal it from you, everybody on the sideline is going to go crazy whether they say something to you or not. That's true. So you better get it in while you can because on the hierarchy of getting scored on, women is like the third worst. Um, What's up to then? All right, so here, I'll do the whole list. The least bad... Like from least bad to the worst. Okay. My hierarchy is white. The white dude. That's that's kind of bad. But people understand it more. Like so, there's some white dudes that are really good. So you get scored on by a white dude over and over. You know, normally you will get called out the first few times, but until people know he's good. That's right. So the white dude, the new white dude. You know, fat people. Anytime a fat person does something. That when they score on you or they do something that looks real good, people go crazy. People love it. Um, third is women. Women, whenever a woman scores on you, everybody goes crazy and everybody's all like, you know, man, that girl killing you, man. That's all. You gonna let a girl do you like that? Yeah, but they athletes too, so don't yeah. matter. Don't matter. Yeah. Don't matter. But it's but there are some women that are playing like D one college ball, playing WBA. Yeah. So they sometimes push you up. Yeah. Sometimes people understand. Then there's uh, kids. Little kids go on you. The kid talks shit. Everybody talks shit. The other kids that's watching talk shit. So you got to watch your back. I think kids got to be though. Yeah. And you know, it's it's like the hierarchy says it's worse because your teammate look at you like, you know, you got any little kids going, you man? You know, that's the worst. Um, And then gay people. I've only seen this a few times, which... It's rare. It's so rare that I think that's what makes it so bad. Okay. Like when a when a gay dude is killing you, man, people go crazy. Like I've never had mm-hmm. to defend a gay dude. I mean, they should have a naturally better jump shot because they already got the wrist motion all down and stuff. But um, as far as like I've seen a gay dude that can really shoot a few times, mm-hmm. and I mean flamboyantly yeah. gay. 
and they would come out there and, and score all over up. somebody, ah. and everybody would just be like laughing, ah. snickering at you. They were just like, oh, you can't check them. Get up on them, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and don't let them D you up too close, man. So it's no, you can't win. And then the very last one is, and I've only seen this a few times, but the handicap. <laughs> if you let a handicapped person score on you, you might as well turn handicap, around and leave. Like what form of handicap? Like physical or mental? I've seen okay. them both. I, I played ball with a dude named Donald. He's kind of physically handicapped. He's and he talks kind of funny, so maybe he's you know mentally I don't know, but he's kind of sharp. I've talked to him before mm -hmm. off the court. But if you didn't know him, you would think that he was physically and mentally handicapped. Okay. And he actually can play ball. He's not very good, obviously, and he shoots a lot of terrible shots. But every time he hits, without fail, okay. the whole gym goes fucking crazy. Okay. So you cannot allow Donald to score on you. Oh, she gonna because, get yeah. Talked about, yeah. And Donald will talk trash to you, too. <laughs> even, even with that voice. Like, I mean, I'm not trying to be funny, but he really does... He'll be like, you need to get up and stuff like that. Okay. And he's being serious. Like, and yeah. You, but people don't want to say anything back to him because yeah. what do you look like scoring on a handicapped dude and then talking shit? That's right. You look like the bad guy. So handicapped is the worst. You know what I'm saying? That's that's what you don't want in life. All right. We're getting to the 40 minute mark. So let's do some articles. Then we're going to get out of here. Cool. All right. <clears throat> the Salt Lake Tribune. Internet porn is sexual revolution times a thousand, ex-official says. Oh. Conference. Parents are urged to lobby politicians to be proactive in a state with large consumption of porn. So Utah, that's what Salt Lake City is. Okay. Apparently they have a large conception of porn. I wonder why. There's nothing but Mormons and what yeah, else out there? The wolves? Yeah, the, the only way they can live life is through porn. I mean, that's the only way they're going to see a hot woman. That ain't in a bonnet. Um, about a thousand, about a thousand Utahns were told to join the war on pornography Saturday at a conference aimed at teaching them how to protect themselves and the children against it, or how to get help if they are addicted. Internet pornography is a sexual revolution times a thousand, said Patrick Truman, former chief of U.S. Department of Justice Child Exploitation and Obscenity Section Criminal Division under President Reagan and President George Bush. At the Utah Coalition Against Pornography's ninth annual conference at Little America Hotel, Truman said porn leads to sex parties and prostitution that hijacks our brain and makes users never satisfied, always seeking more deviant images. You know what's weird is that at that hotel convention, I bet you there was a lot of rooms where they actually ordered some of that pay-per-view porn. I bet you the conference. was. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's funny how he tries to make it like it's a gateway drug. You will have to go to sex parties and get prostitutes, like everybody Tiger Woods or something. Like some, like most people just gonna watch it and put it up. Like, they probably sit at homes. Yeah, like what are they gonna be jacking off in the car? He urged listeners to lobby politicians to enforce federal laws that already exist against hotels, cable, and satellite companies providing hardcore pornography. And he told parents to use computer filters. Without one, you might as well say to your kids, anything goes. We don't love you enough to protect you. What's more damaging to a child, a handgun or a computer? He rhetorically asked. Both. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what the hell? What kind of question is that? You want a knife or a gun? Which one you want? A handgun may not be loaded. The computer is loaded and is loaded to the hilt. What? 
Yeah. First of all, uh, what what a terrible analogy. Yeah, dude, you're supposed to be a professional about this, and the only uh, thing you got is a handgun. Like, first of all, it, a handgun is gonna be just as dangerous to a kid as porn. First of all, why would you not have? Well, you got children. What what person says anything goes on the internet to their kid? I guess you're saying a lot of parents, they don't monitor and watch and things like that. But none of them are saying anything. None of them are just like, hey, here's a computer. Uh, what are you working on tonight? Oh, your bestiality project at school? Like, no one's no. fucking doing that. That's not realistic. With sessions on repairing relationships harmed by porn, helping teens who view porn, and aiding parents in a digital world, the conference attracted parents, youth, church leaders, and families. The coalition board includes the Utah Attorney General... Blah, blah, blah. I don't care about that part. It's one of the biggest problems affecting the youth of the church, said Peter Barlow, an LDS leader from Draper. Yeah, it's even bigger than uh, the uh, polygamy and shit that y'all do. Or, you know. I mean, y'all don't technically endorse it, but come on, it happens. I seen Big Love. I know how it goes down. You know how it goes down. Mm-hmm. Young wife trying to have sex with the oldest boy and stuff. I know exactly how it goes. But um, basically, I don't know. I just wanted to read this because I think it's funny when people look at internet porn like internet porn is the problem. It's making things bad. If you have a fucking problem, you have a fucking problem. And it doesn't matter what the outlet is. But it's funny how people try to blame porn for, you know, hey, this dude cheated on his wife and, you know, whatever. All right, let's talk about niggas going to jail. All right. Uh, Gilbert Arenas avoids jail time for gun offense. Um, you heard about this? I think I seen on ESPN. Basically, he got sentenced to 30 days in a halfway house and 400 hours of community service. So, no jail time? No jail time. Oh. Um, so, I guess uh, that's good, kind of, because he does seem like a good dude that just took he it too far. Stupid. He's a habitual yeah. line stepper. Um, so it's kind of good to see him um, not have to go to prison or whatever. But he did cooperate, right? That's the, yes, that's the difference between Gilbert Arenas and Plaxico Burris and Michael Vick. Vic. Yeah. Sometimes you just have to realize that it's better to cooperate. Yeah, because you make people do extra work, they're going to be sure they pin everything on you. Yeah, I don't really want to get too much into the details of this case. This article is like three pages long, but... The basic thing about it, hey, work with the police. Police ain't always the devil, especially when you fucked up. I know it's so. <clears throat> Sometimes you got to own up to it. Um, man caught befouling car indicted. A teen who allegedly defecated in a man's car, oh. thinking it was his girlfriend's, was indicted Thursday on multiple charges of criminal property damage. <laughs> oh, my goodness. He just had to get some shit off his mind, baby. Wow. Leaving work late the night of March 11th, the car owner reported finding the 18-year-old Austin Horry's Pirifoy in the backseat of the Honda Civic pulling up his underwear. This is your car, 404 said, according to the documents. I thought this was Desiree's car. Uh, <laughs> wow. That's an awkward conversation. How you just gonna act like... It's not like, uh, you know, you left a note on the car, like... Oh, wait a minute. I shit in your back seat? My bad. Wait, what is it? Does your license tag say 61 uh, 2000 or is that? 
Oh, damn, my bad, cuz. Wrong vehicle. <laughs> oh. oh, that's terrible. Poor Ford then allegedly got out of the car and ran away. The car, the car's right front window had been shattered with a rock. The glove box, the glove box had been rummaged through, and some coins had been taken from the film canister. The car on the tow police. So, homeboy basically stole, stole change, cracked the front window, hopped in the back seat, took a shit, and then got caught by the owner walking out of the store. Wow. <laughs> oh man. How mad must he have been in his ex-girlfriend? What, what did she, she do to him? That's what I was about to say. What did she, she do? She must have like fucked his brother or something. Wow. That's nuts. Like what level of anger do you get to where you like, I know how I'm going to get this bitch. I'm going to shit in her car. You shit on my heart, I shit in your car. <laughs> <laughs> uh, located not long after by a nearby ditch. Pure Ford allegedly told officers he was outside because he didn't want his girlfriend Desiree to see him smoking. So this is still his current girlfriend? Or is he just... Maybe that was the lie. Yes. Uh, I feel bad for the car owner because how do you get that odor out of your vehicle? Yeah, seriously. Oh, you have to go get another car. Yeah, you got to explain. Yeah, you can't never... (laughs) You can't explain to the (laughs) trade-in. Well, not just that, but it's like if you want to... You know, someone like, hey man, can I get a ride? You're like, oh man, I already got someone in the passenger seat. That's cool, I'll sit in the back. No, nah, nah, you, you don't understand. You don't want to sit in the back, bro. You don't want to. You know, just slide that shit over to the side and just sit on there, sit in the back. Um, But basically, man, they they found this dude in a ditch. and uh, oh, That's when you said I got a two seater, but it's fun. Mm-hmm. This is a two seater. Yeah, this, this car has officially become a coupe. <laughs> that's right. This but you got four dollars. Mm-hmm. It's two dollars. The two yeah. front ones only. Yeah, if you want to sit in the back, you better lay a towel down. <laughs> say that again. Not Suck enough for breeze in the world. <laughs> Pure for the 2700 block of Ridgeway Court. So they just put his address out there. Was indicted Thursday by Doa Anna County Grand Jury. Um, the two charges of criminal property damage for a broken glass door and the victim's car. The one charge of breaking and entering. Black Cruces School District Register Pure Ford dropped out from high school in December 2008. He remains incarcerated in the county detention center. Jail confirmed Thursday. So, his dumb ass is in jail. Alright, two more things we out. So, speaking of niggas in jail, T.I. released from Halfway House. Gets 11 p.m. curfew. 11. So he can't do whatever he likes. I know it's so. Just yet. But he's out and he can live his life. You know. Um. So he's about to get some big shit popping. You know. Mm-hmm. His new CD be out another month too. I mean he should be releasing 12 CDs a week. Because all he doing is sitting in the house. Say that again. Gotta be home by 11. Damn man. I know. Look how careful is that. What is she? 16? Wonder what kind of song he's gonna make about that. Wow. Grammy winning rapper T.I. is reportedly going to be released from the halfway house confinement today. However, he'll still be under supervised watch for about a month. His attorney, Steve Sidow, tells TMZ the rapper, who's been serving the last 30 days of his sentence under house arrest, will officially be done today. T.I. will now be placed under 23 days of supervised release. This, which means he'll have to be home by 11 p.m. unless he's performing, when he'll have to be in by 1 a.m. The rapper, real name Clifford Harris, will also have to complete 400 hours of community service. Seems to be the uh, trend here. I know. Uh, and will be on probation for three years. 
Um, man, his concert's gonna get started on time. Oh, they ain't gonna have a choice but to get started on time. <laughs> yeah, normally <laughs> niggas concert you be in there till two o'clock. Like when are they gonna no. show up? See, our shit gonna start at if it say nine, it's gonna start at you better eight, be at eight forty five. What? <laughs> Rolling down late if you want to. Yeah. <laughs> you get the TM, you get the TI concert at ten thirty. He gonna be, you gonna be catching the, the uh, after party because he gonna what? be gone. You gonna be catching the, you gonna be after intermission. Yeah, he gotta <laughs> be home by one a.m. Oh man. yeah, not and then not only that man, uh, they gonna have the police. Ever since he go, the police know this too. They gonna wait in the back. Mm-hmm. If he gotta be there by five, by one o'clock. <laughs> yeah. They're going to be like, you better, you know, it's a traffic jam on 77. You better wrap this concert up at 12, 15. I know. He's going to have a GPS to get him alert on what's happening around town. Oh, dang. The rapper announced a new single, I'm Back. How many rap singles are called I'm Back? Anyway, through a promotional Twitter account, his lawyer confirmed to MTV News on Thursday that Tip will be released from prison later this month. Federal Bureau of Prison Records listed the rapper... Uh, T.I.'s release date as of March 26th. That date is correct. T.I. is now serving the remainder of his sentence in home confinement under the supervision of U.S. Bureau of Prisons. Bureau of Prisons. Um, he was on TV. Said, I'm very well. Very happy to be seen. Who joined his fiancée, Tamika Tiny Cottle, on stage at the end of the For the Love of Our Fathers fundraiser for Alzheimer's Research. Before T.I. Surprise, before the T.I. Surprise, the audience was treated to brief performances by classic R&B group, The Tams. Who is The Tams? A classic R&B group. Too classic for me. Yeah, I never heard of them. <laughs> T.I., on the other hand, wasn't quite done. When Tiny walked out of the Midtown nightclub, there was a blue Porsche Panamera out front, topped with a red bow brighter than the recipient's new hair. So, Tiny has uh, red hair. I guess so. Wow. Wow. Interesting. Very. Um, so people on Twitter said that Michelle Obama isn't attractive. What do you think about that? Think she's not attractive? I mean, she's pretty. I mean... I think so, too. She's fucking 50. Give her a break. Anyway, last story. Derek Martin invited to appear on Ellen. Why is that a big deal? Martin is a gay teenager in a small town in Georgia who's got his school's permission to take his boyfriend to prom. His school reversed an earlier decision to block Martin from attending prom with his boyfriend after watching the legal and interweb shitstorm that... Whoa, what kind of article is this? That's what I was about to say. <laughs> you can just say shitstorm? I thought you made that up. I kept saying, you made that up, didn't you? know? it's typed on there, y'all. I clearly is. That engulfed Itava Agricultural High School after a canceled prom to avoid allowing Constance McMillan to attend with her girlfriend. I wonder how long it will be until straight kids start inviting same-sex date to proms just to get a chance to appear on Ellen. In other Derek Martin news, some of Martin's classmates organized a protest against him, against him prom, uh, coming to the prom. The leader, the lead organizer, isn't going to the prom and wants her money back because she doesn't want to dance in the same room with gay guys. Wow, that's sad. Unlike the principal at Blackley. Who made the decision to allow Martin to attend the prom with his boyfriend. Martin's classmates weren't paying attention to what went down in Fulton, Mississippi. A small group of Beckley County high school students staged at a rally at the courthouse Thursday evening to protest their high school 
allowing a gay student to take his boyfriend to the prom. We knew Derek was gay, said Keith Bowman Jr., a high school senior who showed up at the rally. They don't want Cochran to be known as a pro-gay town. So how does allowing a gay dude to bring his date to the prom mean the whole town is pro-gay? And what's bad about being pro-gay? It's not, I mean, what's, so are you anti-gay? Like what, it's not really being pro-gay, you're just being gay neutral. And the sad part about it is that they probably have always gone to the prom, but because he asked permission or something like that, it just kind of made it a big deal. Nah, I I guarantee you it would have been a big deal. Whether he asked or not. If he would have showed up there with the, just the dude to start dancing, they would probably got kicked out. I guarantee it. But um, the thing is, like, you're not pro-gay for allowing them to come. You're anti-gay for not allowing them to come. Don't try to act like, oh, this will make us just, like, waving, like, we're waving palms, palms in a gay parade. And that's one thing about a small town, man. They do city stuff like that. Yeah, it was, like, basically, he, he all he said was, I want to bring my boyfriend and they were going to make a bigger mess out of it by not allowing it. That's true. Or just even making an issue out of it. I would just say, yeah, and then, you know, if these people want to protest, that's their right or whatever, but fuck you. You know, so I don't know, man. I don't, I can't really uh, get any, uh, I can't really feel one way about that. Um, and then one person, uh, my man C. Jelani brought up on Twitter what do I think about the NCAA and the charger call thing? And should they go ahead and paint the semicircle so they can avoid injuries from dirty charges? Uh, yes. And I hope they enforce it because it's not just Duke. It's basketball in general. I hate seeing these programs where they let these dudes undercut people going to the basketball, going to the hole. Okay. Any, at any YMCA, any park in America, if you let a dude just straight up undercut you or he tried to undercut you on a layup or a dunk attempt you will beat the shit out of him you're gonna come down if you're okay you don't get hurt you're gonna immediately make him know because that's not gonna, cool because he's gonna injure you and and i would hate for it to get to the point where somebody get injured on national television when they're like oh we might need to change this yeah. they don't get paid these are not professional athletes yep and the thing is in the nba but you can tell they care more because they do get paid they have that circle and they enforce that rule that's right you try to take a charge in the basket foul on you and like I said, it's going to happen where one day someone's either going to get catastrophically hurt or someone's just going to get up and say... And they're going to whoop somebody's yeah. tail on national yeah. TV and Street it's all going to be because they didn't have the line. Why don't they have the line? That's the biggest question. If, if Sometimes the- they do and they still don't call the foul. It's they like it's become such a part of college basketball, they actually teach that technique. And, like Coaches teach you, hey, don't try to block the shot. Slide underneath the guy while he's in the air. And fall down, and, and they'll call the charge. And normally it does work. And no one I know that watches basketball agrees with that technique. Uh-huh. But yet, it still keeps happening. And the sad part about it, like I said before, mark my word, you're going to get somebody out there, they're going to do that too, and they're going to fall, and they're going to have to keep it to get up. And you're going to see a brawl on national television on one of these, on, in the middle of the game, yeah. because somebody got hurt and they didn't call the foul. Yep, somebody gonna undercut Brittany Griner and it's gonna be over. What? Anyway, alright guys, this has been about an hour. We are out of this piece. Um, white friend of the week is actually gonna be a Twitter friend. My man, The Witness, that wrote in to the podcast with his question. 
Uh, hopefully, no hard feelings. We love you. And sorry about the first 15 minutes not being that funny, but I had to address the, the email. All right, guys. Love you. I love you, too. Mwah. And we out. Black dress with the tights underneath. I got the breath of a last cigarette on my teeth. And she's an actress, actress. But she ain't got no need. She's got money from her parents in a trust fund back east. Tongues always pressed to your cheeks. While my tongue is on the inside of some other girl's teeth. You tell your boyfriend if he says he's got beef. That I'm a vegetarian and I ain't fucking scared of him. She wants to touch me, woo. She wants to love me, woo. She'll never leave me, woo. Woo, woo, woo. Don't trust her, never trust her. Won't trust her, won't trust me. She wants to touch me, woo. She wants to love me, woo. She'll never leave me, woo.